Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to get access to the biblical Hebrew for beginners. That's where you go to support the podcast. Today is Monday, so we're looking to start our week like we do every week. And that is to start it with some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms. We're looking at Psalm 103 today, and since we finished James last week, we will start Peter this week, 1 Peter. And uh, this week, uh, first, the first chapter in 1 Peter deals with Christian suffering and behavior in light of that, and in light of salvation, rather. Because just like James, Peter also believes that actions matter. And behavior matters. And so he uh, will be discussing that when we get to First Peter here momentarily. Psalm 103 starts with that beautiful line, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And in fact, Psalm 104 starts with that exact same verse. That exact same line. So without further delay, let's dig in. Open, your, open up your hearts Listen to what God might have to say to you today through his word. I'll be reading from the King James Bible as is normal. All right, let's begin. Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgiveth all those iniquities, all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitteth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for a man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto the children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. 
The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruler ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his host, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, and all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. This is a beautiful psalm with just loads of truth that we just have to rehash here. It's only 22 verses. We need to really kind of just dig into it for a minute. So let's kind of go back through it slowly and just kind of point out the amazing things that is being said here. The encouraging things that's being said here. So full. Let's take a look uh, one more time here. Starting back from the beginning here. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So the psalmist is about to tell us all the benefits there is to belonging to God, to following Him, to obeying Him. Listen, it says it several times, to fearing Him. And as I've talked about on this podcast over and over and over, when the Bible says fear God, it literally means fear God. It does not just mean reverence and respect. It means an actual fear. Who forgive, here's the benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Another word that we're seeing used all throughout this psalm is mercy. 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 So many times. Verse 5. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. Listen. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger. Again, plenteous in mercy. The scriptures teach us that God's mercy is new every morning. And it's available to those who fear Him and who seek Him. Verse 9, He will not always chide, neither will He keep His anger forever. And then here's the beautiful part. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is His mercy. Again, talking about mercy. Towards who? towards them that fear him. If you fear God, if you're one of those people when you sin, you get on your face before God in repentance and humility, he's got his mercies are never ending towards that individual. And in verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far he hath removed our transgressions from us. That's how far if you've trusted in Messiah, if you've trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, your sins, as far as the east is from the west, He has removed those transgressions from you. That's how far away it is. Like a father 
pitieth his children. Those of you who are parents, don't you just have just endless amounts of pity for your children? He says, like a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them who? That fear him. For he knoweth our frame. This is this is beautiful. He knoweth our frame. He remembereth that we are dust. In other words, God realizes just how fragile and weak we are. He's not oblivious to the fact that we are like a speck of dust. Like, he, he understands this. He knoweth our frame, it says. He remembereth that we are dust. And then the psalmist goes on to reiterate that point. He says, as a man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. The wind passes over it and it's gone. The place thereof shall know it no more. We're like grass that's here today, gone tomorrow. We're dust. God's fully aware of that. Verse 17, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. There's no end to it. Upon them, who? Upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto the children's children. And then here we go. Actions matter, right? To such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. Listen, there's special mercy and graciousness and blessing to those who fear God and obey Him. It says, His mercy, the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting, meaning it's just overflowing, it's never ending, to them that fear Him and His righteousness and to the children's children, to such as keep His covenant and to those that remember His commandments to do them. Listen, it's saying that remember his commandments to do them. So it's not enough to just know the commandments. You, the, there's an action required here to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in his strength, and that do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. That is Psalm 103 this morning. I, I pray that it's blessed you. And uh, I think you'll find that Psalm 104 is equally as powerful. And in the long, this, the long the same theme, it, they both start and end with that phrase, Bless the Lord, O my soul. All right. Let's get some wisdom here. Let's move on to 1 Peter. I really think these epistles are just going to be extremely important for us in the coming future. As things get more difficult, as it becomes more difficult to be a Christian, everywhere in the world it's becoming more difficult. Christian persecution is up significantly all over the planet. Although most of Christianity here in the West has turned a deaf ear to it, 
All these years I've been warning about it. Matter of fact, if you go back to the earliest of early podcasts, back in like 2014, that was one of the things I talked heavily about and warned heavily about. And uh, we're continuing to see that excel. Let's look at Peter. Get some wisdom and some encouragement that we're going to need as time moves forward. Let's begin. Peter, verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Listen, you're strangers, okay? We're all strangers in a foreign land. We don't belong. We don't fit in. We stick out like a sore thumb. We're supposed to be salt and light, set apart. He says to the strangers that are scattered. Verse 2, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Through sanctification of the Spirit to obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Peter's starting out by saying this is who you are. Number one, you're strangers. Number two, you're elect according to the foreknowledge of God. God knew in advance that you were going to be called before you, before the foundations of the earth. God knew you. Knew that he was going to call out to you. This is not an accident. If you belong to God, if you are working in the ministry, this is not an accident. This did not just happenstance. You were predestined. You were elected from the beginning according to the foreknowledge of God. Verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. You see, things, things are heating up here on earth. But that's because we're drawing near to the last time when your incorruptible inheritance that'll never fade away is coming to fruition. It is about to be revealed Verse 6, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Let's stop for a second. We're going to reread that. He's saying it, it, it may be, there may be a need for you to endure temptation, for you to endure trials, but it's for the purpose of refining you so that you are ready for the appearing of Jesus Christ. Listen, it's possible that right now God is allowing things to heat up 
You see, what's happening is those who really love God, those who really serve God, those whose priority is Jesus Christ, as things heat up, as the world decays, they become less and less attached to the world, more and more attached to God, and they become more righteous and more holy, and they are being purified, and they are being, being, being made ready for the appearing of Jesus Christ, while those who are Christian in name only, which is most Christians, are freaking out, living in fear. listening to every wind of false doctrine and false prophecy. Why? Because they love the world. They're attached to the world. They're not ready to meet Jesus today. And if you're going through something, it may be that God is preparing you. God is not interested in whether or not you're having a happy life as much as he's interested in that you are ready and prepared and are the person that he wants you to be before you enter into the kingdom. You're being made new. Let's read this again. Wherefore ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love, and whom, though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls." of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied that the grace should come unto you. Searching what, or what manner of time, the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ, and the glory that should follow. Unto whom it was revealed, that not unto themselves, but unto us that did minister the things, which are now reported unto you by them who have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Wherefore, gird up your loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. He's saying, don't be distracted. That's what he means when he says be sober. It's not like don't be drunk with alcohol, although that it includes that. But the bigger picture is he's saying don't be distracted. Don't be distracted by the things going on in Washington, D.C. Don't be distracted by the filth and the lies being propagated to you through screens. Be sober-minded. And hope to the end for the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust of ignorance. But as he who hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. There's a message you won't hear preached in many churches around the country, will you? 
How many churches are today preaching, hey, by the way, you need to act and live accordance to holiness because that's how God is and you're expected to live that way as well. How, how often is that being preached? He's saying, be, he's saying, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation because it is written, be holy for I am holy. Verse 17, and if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, actions matter. Pass the time of your sojourning here in fear, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without spot, without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead, and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Here's the message, another message that we need in the church today. How about love your fellow brother and sister in Christ? How about stop dividing yourselves along lines created by men and by politicians? And love one another. Verse 23. Being born again. Not of corruptible seed. But of incorruptible. By the word of God. Which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is grass. And all the glory of man. Is the flower of grass. Listen. What did we just read. Out of the Psalm 103. Which by the way. This was not on purpose. Remember what Psalm 103 said. Like a father pitieth his children so the Lord pitieth them that fear him for he knoweth our frame and he remembers that we are dust as for a man his days are as grass as a flower of the field so it flourishes the wind passes over it and it is gone and the place thereof shall know it no more listen the Holy Spirit is in control and that is why this happens so often on this podcast where we start reading something and connections are made by no intention of myself What does Peter say? For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is a flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. That is the end of our study this morning. I pray that it's been a blessing to you and an encouragement to you. I pray that it's piercing your very soul. Every morning before I do this podcast, I just pray for God to anoint it and bless it and that not to do it for me, but for the sake of those who listen. And so I hope that's what's taking place. I hope that you're being blessed and encouraged and strengthened and we need our focus to be more about Jesus and about His coming and His revealing in these last days and less about our precious little lives 
and our precious little desires. You know, I'm thinking about that quote from Spurgeon. And I'm going to tail off here. I, I mentioned politics several times in the podcast today. And I think the reason why that keeps coming to my heart and mind is because as Christians, we have just become way too political, in my opinion. Just ridiculous that that's where so much of our hope has been placed. And those of you who listen to my podcast, you know I've spoken against this forever, from the beginning. This is nothing new to come out of my mouth. I'm searching here for that quote. Here it is. Charles Spurgeon said this, 1800s, right? Do not give yourself up to party spirit. To live for a political party is unworthy of a man who professes to be a Christian. We're longing for the return of Christ. Like Peter said, we're strangers. We don't belong We're looking for the new heaven and the new earth. We're looking for new Jerusalem. This world is passing away. And you better let go of it. You better let go of it. That's why Jesus says, when he's talking about the days of Lot, and he talks about how Lot was rescued at the last second, and he says, remember Lot's wife. There's a real danger and looking back, longing for what was. Longing for the world, white-knuckling this world, I'm telling you. God right now is refining those who are truly His. It's time to let go. It's time to let go. Loosen that grip. That's all I have for you this morning, my friends. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.